0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pursuit of Relentless podcast. You have your host here, Elena. And today I have one of my RTA buddies. Yeah, I'm so excited. Greg Birch with us today. And I am pumped for you to get to hear his story. I've been following him for a couple of years now and uh, through the RTA journey. And it's been really cool to just get to know him. And I'm excited for him to be able to share his wealth of knowledge with you guys today. So welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Elena, for uh, that introduction and for bringing me on. Man. I, I really appreciate it.
0: I'm excited. I want to talk about what you have behind your head. And for those who are not on YouTube, uh, it's talking about mindset and just seeing yourself as the person that you were born to become and stuff like that. But yeah, first, I want to uh, have you introduce yourself and really just tell people what got you started as an entrepreneur and if you've always been like that or if it kind of just came about one day and you ran with it.
1: Um, yeah. So I'll tell, I'll tell a story. When, when I was in, when I was in a young high school, I was like a freshman, I believe. Um, this was, I'm going to age myself, date myself. This was back when computers were not normal. Like it wasn't normal to have a personal computer. Uh Internet was just coming out like AOL dial up internet. <clears throat> and so my dad had spent my dad was big in technology. He always has been always want to get like the new stuff. And so he he had gotten a printer. And I was playing around the printer and I realized I, I had a scanner on it that I could scan things. And uh, it was old. I mean, the thing was clunky, but it still scanned pretty well. And, um, it, I was able to scan and I learned how to manipulate documents. And I had this idea. I was like, you know what? I could change grades on people's report cards. <laughs> and so I I literally ran a business in my high school that started small. And I got really big by the end of the year where I would <clears throat> change people's grades for them. And I would change it to whatever they wanted to. They just tell me what they want to change to. Now, the beauty of this is that they always had to come back every single 6 weeks because they had to, they had to change their other grades back to whatever they changed them to. So even if they got good grades, they still had to continue to, to change wow. every 6 weeks. So it was built in residuals at that point. That's great. And and I would increase the price and then I would be like, "Hey, if you bring your buddy on, I'll lower the price." And I would get people to bring bring a friend. And I would I would spend every single Every single um, report card time frame, I'd spend like a good half a day scanning, changing grades, and printing out the new ones and giving it to the to the uh, my buddies, my friends, and people that I knew in school. And so, my mom found out about it um, a couple of years later. She found out this because she found a scan, and she was like, "What the hell is this? Now, I never changed my grades. Cause I didn't care if like, I I was just going to eat it. I didn't want to have to go through that in -hmm. case my mom ever found out it it was, it was less punishment, but, uh, I made quite a bit of money doing that.
0: That's so So. funny. So (laughs) always, always been thinking about business and how to make money and stuff like that. I have one of my friends, she keeps posting on Facebook. She's like, my son was Googling businesses for kids under 10. (laughs) I was like, you should give him a high five. I was like,
1: Oh yeah, Absolutely. like yeah. how
0: cool is that that your kid is just like, I'm gonna go be an entrepreneur. I want to figure out how to make my own money. If you're not gonna give it to me, I'm like, wow, I love that. I, I
1: love would promote it. that. I'd promote that so hard. So knowing what I know now, definitely. Um, but a little bit about me, you know, I'm um, uh, country kid from Tennessee. Growing up, born and raised Tennessee. Military parents, military family. Um, you know, I ended up serving. Uh, I, I knew i wanted to serve at a young age i ended up going uh competing in my senior year to get a full ride rotc scholarship reserve officer training corps and uh, I, and i got it and uh, i won it so cool. uh, i got what my college paid for in order to commission as an officer into the army and go uh follow uncle sam's orders and so um out, out of high school i went straight into college um, my, I started off uh, as actually, a, I'm very artistic. I, I love to draw. <clears throat> I haven't drawn in a long time, but I was very competitive. I was a competitive drawer in high school. Actually, I've competed nationally at cool. uh, different competitions and, um, I was always big into drawing ever since I was like three years old, like real, like I was actually like exceptionally well. And, uh, my mom's, you know, always had people tell her like, you need to put them into, into, like art lessons because when I was like three years old, I was drawing instead of most kids would draw like the, what's called tadpoles where it's like the circle and then like the, the stick. And that would be a body. I was drawing like a head with a neck and like arms and fingers. Now it didn't look great, but I understood the concept that a stick wasn't it when I was really young and it just continued to progress. And as I got older and so I'm very artistic and I started off college as a, as an art degree uh with uh studio art with a concentration of drawing um started doing I, I actually i started my business i started doing a business in uh college where I was doing tutoring for students um that were both students and then also students who were like, hey, can you teach kids? I was like, I can teach anybody to draw. So, <laughs> so I like I would like use the studio art, this, the studio that we use for, for drawing and for class. I would use it in the evenings because we we're allowed to use it whenever. And I would bring people in and I would teach them and I'd charge them $10 an hour, each individual person just to teach them how to draw. And I'd do different practices and different uh, strategies and we'd go through um, drills, like drawing drills. So I did that my for For basically for two two uh, years, while I was in college, anywho, um, realized that my school uh, studio art degree is actually a five year degree, and I didn't know that. Uh, but I had to graduate four years because that's all my scholarship paid for. And I was my my ultimate goal was to become an officer and go serve and and go to go to uh, combat. So my junior year, I changed from art to military history, U.S. military history. Um, and I because I've done all my prerequisites were done. Uh, all my minor classes were done is just finishing my major. That was the shortest major, and I could cram classes, and I did twenty one credit hours of u s. military history classes for two semesters to graduate on time. and that was the worst. That was the worst experience that's in my life. Lot,
0: <laughs> just about a lot of history.
1: That's a lot of history, a lot of papers, a lot of tests. um like, a lot that of schools
0: you keep in your brain
1: <laughs> like that's a um hold like, in there. I brain dumped a lot. I brain up a lot, yeah. Um, I still have a, I still have a passion for U.S. military history, though. Mm-hmm. So, um, deployed. I went into the military, um, served for eleven years. Started off as an armor officer, in transition became a military intelligence officer. As an armor officer, I went to Iraq, served for a year, and and to all two thousand nine, two thousand yeah two thousand nine, all two thousand nine. I was in Iraq, uh, in the Kirkuk province, and then um, came back. Transitioned to military intelligence, um, went to military intelligence capture course and became, uh, went into what's called human intelligence or human, which is basically uh, interrogations, running sources, like running informants, stuff like that. Um, Got some specialized training, really awesome training, Um, learned how to uh, elicit information from people and how to um, basically influence people through through conversation or to get information or get with them to do what I want them to do and uh, spent the rest of my military career doing that and uh went to afghanistan um shortly after that in 2012 all 2012 and uh, you know I, I ended up i ended up uh getting out of the military um I, I was married had four kids at the time when i was uh, by the by the tail end of my military career i uh, got a divorce um, and that kind of changed everything in 2015 changed everything mm-hmm. and where i thought i was going to be a military career guy and just do the military for the rest of my life now everything's kind of changed and now I don't want to miss time with my kids because we're split in custody and she lives in a different state and there's all these complications. So I ended up getting out and, um, yeah, so that, that started my civilian journey. When I first got out, I, I ended up getting a job with public storage and, uh, I had a buddy of mine that was a commander with, uh, uh, oh, he was my commander, my company commander in Iraq. We were both captains together and he got out way before me, but he had transitioned, become, got into public storage, was a district manager, became a senior district manager, was about to become a regional vice president. And um, he was like, dude, you, why don't you come work with 12 storage for me? You, you, it's a basically a, a um, mid-level track that gets to executive level of leadership, starts a district manager position. So I did it, got the, got the job, went through the interview process, um, fucking hated it. Mm. I'm, can I curse on this? I'm sorry. Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fucking hated it. I was like, man, this is terrible. Cause it was like, just, dis- <laughs> it was just a monthly storage wars over and over again. Oh, yeah. and, and something That's hit so me. True. Cause I was just like, oh dude, it, it was collections. People don't pay their bills calling people, trying to get them to pay their $30 a month storage bill. They don't, you got to cut the locks. You got to like do an inventory. You have to do sell the storage unit. Like it, it was yeah. a constant, like a constant process and it was just mind doming. And uh, it hit me. I was like, I'm not in the military anymore. Uncle Sam doesn't tell me what to do. I can do whatever I want to do. Yeah. There's no reason to sit here and do this when I don't want to do it. So I ended up quitting. And I didn't even have a job. I just quit. And um, I kind of was on a hiatus or a little sabbatical for uh, probably about a month. And I was looking at jobs. I was on Indeed. And I ended up finding an Indeed article that said sales leading to management. And I was like, uh, started, like starting average pay 60,000 can be up to 90,000 depending on experience, blah, 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 Um, Make six figures after your first 12 months easily, blah, blah. blah. So I was like, I got a lot of leadership experience. That's and, and I know how to sell because I was I used to sell terrorists to give me information.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: so yeah, let's do this. So I put in my resume. They replied by it right away, and they're like, Yeah, come on in. And the company was a fake company. It was like, it was like a, like I googled I could try to find it. Couldn't find anything. I show up. It's a completely different. It was a captive insurance company. And it was a it was a group meeting with a bunch of people all trying to reply. And I was just like, I don't I don't know about this. Yeah,
0: that sounds I, odd.
1: I don't know. Just I was, it was it was odd. I felt a little put off, but at the same time, I stayed because I was like, I'm not doing anything else. I'm not working. I need to start making money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I looked around the room and I saw everyone had nice suits. They're all fitted suits. They all had nice watches. in the parking lot there was nice cars. And I was like there might be something here. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so I stayed and I listened to everything and I kept a very open mind. And as I listened and I watched, I realized I was like, and I I looked around the room and I was like, there's nothing special about any of these people here. There's like, I can outperform all these people. Mm -hmm. And if they're making money, I can definitely do it. Mm -hmm. And so I had no real like want or Desire to to sell insurance, but I was like, "But it's a sales position; you can make money." So that's and that's really how I started. So I went ahead and i and I got my got my license, and this company allowed you to sell, start selling while your license was in process, so you could sell with a temp license, and because uh, it was captive, and they could take on that risk. And so um, I started selling with my temp license. I got on like October mid, like mid to end October. Uh twenty seventeen and there was a competition going on that started the last quarter started from October to the end of December of twenty seventeen. And it was like this, it was like the top producer competition. And it was like all agents that were brand new or uh, had been there for less than two years and they were a certain position. They were like a sales agent position still. They hadn't gone to supervising agent or anything like that. And um man, I crushed that competition. I mm-hmm. got a number one agent. So <laughs> I just came in and just rocked it, and um i got a lot of help from my upline got a lot of help from from my manager and and uh he helped me with like setting appointments and stuff like that and he really like he 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 teed up some sales for me but uh did a lot of work and and i ended up crushing it made a lot of money and uh got more got an award from the company it's actually i'm looking at it right now it's a football this is m v p twenty seventeen m v p greg birch has got it's <laughs> on the football. And uh, got a company picture with a CEO, and uh, got a frame picture with them. So that was that was kind of the, the rest is history. I'm like, okay, I got it. I could do this, right? And I was like, I'm in. So um, I just kept I just kept at it, you know. And I never never looked back.
0: Yeah, we have similar stories. I got real fed up with my job too. I got to a point where I was just like super miserable, like the most miserable I'd ever been in my life. And I was like, why am I doing this? Like, what is holding me here? Oh, money.
1: Yeah. And
0: I'm like, but the guy. So I was a heavy equipment operator at the time. And the guy who was on the side of the hull road sleeping made double my income. And I was like, there's something wrong here. <laughs> like, I'm the one risking my life. And yeah. yet this person's getting paid twice my income to sit there and do nothing. I was like, I can't get behind that. Like, what do you No, no. And so that's how I got into the industry as well. I was laid off from the oil sands and it was like, nope, I'm at the financial firm that I'm with. And it was similar, similar like, oh, you're entrepreneurial. I'm like, okay, sure. And (laughs) they're like, well, we're looking for good people. And I was like, well, I like teaching people about money. And so I was currently at that time, $100,000 in debt and clearly needed help myself. Uh, So I started it out and I thought I was going to hate it. And because I'm a creative as well, like Red Seal pastry chef by trade. And I don't know, I build jewelry and I'm super creative as well. And I was like, insurance, eh? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Not not the sexiest. But you know what? I love the leadership side of things. I love yeah. building a business. I love being an entrepreneur. I love having the freedom to have a podcast and, mm. you know, just do my own thing and have my own schedule. I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty good, too. Right. So yeah. I think when you find what you're passionate about, you have to run with it. Like, again, thank you for your your service as well. Like, oh, well, the, thank you for your
1: support. I think it's
0: a big deal, man. I I know that I don't have the balls to do that, <laughs> like, you know, so it takes certain people to be able to go and say, hey, I'm going to protect my country and I, I protect my country through my podcast, you know, like putting out good content for people, getting people access to other individuals that can help them. And I'm like, hey, this is what I can do to contribute to my country, um, even if I can't go and be a part of the military here, you know, but yeah. I think that when you're in that mindset of contribution, everything that you want will come your way. I don't know if you've found the same type of thing.
1: I, I have. I have. I think when you anytime you're of service and you're helping others um and you're putting the needs of others before your own, you and that's this is with sales, this is with leadership. Mm-hmm. You're gonna succeed massively. You help people get what they want to get, you're gonna find success.
0: Exactly. Every time. What's so. your favorite part about business?
1: Um, the, the challenges, the problem solving.
0: Me too, man. We're yeah. Just, it's
1: always, person, it's right? always something. I mean, it's like, it's like, uh, it's for it. There's a lot of variety Yeah. in terms of like the things that hit me on a daily basis or we, it's never the same thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I never had the same schedule. Um, you know, I, I, I have certain meetings that I have on certain days that are always the same. But in outside of that, it's like, like today, for instance, um, I was listening to an, uh, I was listening to Ed Milet show, uh, his most recent episode and, and the po- it's a great episode, by the way, if you haven't listened to it, yeah, I listen to it. So, uh, and I'm not, I don't get anything for promoter a show, but it was a great, yeah, it was a good show. Promote a show so, <laughs> I'm like, um, I'm yeah, it. I was listening to the Rob Riggle episode at the tail end at the gym and then I fled right into the new one. And, um, the, the woman that's on there, the guest speaker, um, she's talking about marketing. And so she starts going into the importance of email marketing and, and, and having an email list and like controlling an email list. And I was like, oh, you know, I've been thinking about this, about executing this for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And like, really like, because I have an email list, but it's like, and I'm, I don't, I don't really do a lot to actively grow it, but I do have an email list. Uh, I would say it like 500 on my email list right now. So not, not a lot, like mostly people that are looking into Delta financial or whatever. And so, um, I was like, you know what, based on what this woman saying, like I started having all these ideas and all, all this stuff that, Like it, it really did spur a lot. And, and, uh, her name is Amy Porterfield. And it really did spur a lot of a lot of thought to where I was like, I called up my my uh, VP of operations, Kevin Begg, is like my right-hand man. And I was like, bro, bro, I got this idea. So I, <laughs> I was like, a podcast, this, that, the other. So what I did basically is I drafted this whole thing in order to bring in more email lists and to grow the email list and then ways that we can utilize the email list for business mm-hmm. uh, in order to either bring people in or to provide other services that that I can do. And I like I spent all afternoon, uh, all morning and afternoon recording content. Like I, rec- I recorded literally for, uh, I-, I created a funnel. Um, I created a-, a web link. I set up some automation so that um, when people would fill out information looking for it, and I was like, I'm gonna create all this free content that's super valuable. And then people get into it, then I can have them on my email list and I can start to drip on them and do all the stuff. And, uh, I created all that today and I spent like all day doing it, but it's, it it just, it's spurred right then. And I have the ability to do that because I own my business, Mm -hmm. but it's also towards the business. And so, um, you know, every day is different. Mm -hmm. Every day is different. And I love that.
0: Yeah. I love that too. I think when I, I love it. I love it when people come in and they're like, Elena, there's no way you can help me. And I'm like, watch me. (laughs) You don't know what I'm capable of. Right. So don't underestimate the power of one conversation is what I normally say, because you just don't know who you're going to meet, how they're going to help you, how something they say is going to impact your life. And Mm -hmm. I think when you have that growth mindset and you're just open to receiving and, you know, learning from other people and not being like, they're judging me. No, they're not. They're trying to help you. And I think that's really, really valuable as well.
1: Absolutely, no, it is. It is, and it, you know, I I talk I talk with my agents about it, and it's 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 the difference between being on the sell mode to being on solve mode. And so, you should see it as like a being a problem solver in the sales process because you're there for them. They don't care about you. If you're in sell mode, you care all about. You're getting a commission. You care all about like hitting a sales target. You care all about making the sale. You care about the clothes. You care about that. That has everything to do with you. The salesperson has nothing to do with the person you're sitting with. So if you change your perspective and you're like, okay, well now I'm going to focus on them and I'm going to be a problem solver. Okay. I'm going to come in. That means you have to ask questions about them. That means you have to ask, it'd be very interrogative. Uh, drive out the information. Live in their world to understand where they're at, so that you can then find a solution from that. Because now you're solving a problem. You're not just selling. Yeah. And when you can do that, and you can change that, and it's 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 very service based, right? And you can flip that that lens in which you view the world, and it changes. It changes the way you sell. Changes the way you lead. Um, For and those those both
0: book- net worth thinking. Net worth thinking, so like building your legacy and how you're going to pass it on to your family. And I sit there and I look at my clients and I'm like, okay, how am I helping them achieve that legacy? Yeah how how are we helping them? And I'm like, I could be doing so much more when it comes to like you were saying, giving out content and stuff like that. I do have an email list. Do I use it all the time? No. (laughs) That's something I need to get better at. So I promise to work on that. Um, but I think that it's super effective if you can just give information because when you give information, people know that they can fact check it, right? Make sure that you're telling the truth. Then they build trust with you and then they build relationships with you. And from there, hopefully in our industry, you become their financial advisor, (laughs) you know, or someone who's helping them take care of their finances. And there's, no bigger need than that in this industry right now because when people actually go out and care about people and find out what their dreams and goals are my job is not to sell them insurance right my job is to sell them the dream of what their life's going to look like and I think that that is the most powerful thing that you can do for someone is just get them thinking about what they actually want as I sit there and I go how many hours Do people spend on that stuff normally?
1: Mm. Not Not much.
0: much, much.
1: (laughs) And especially in our industry, not at all.
0: Yeah, it's... For for all the
1: products and services that we we provide.
0: It's interesting because then people are like, I didn't even know that was possible. And you're like, well, that's why it's good to have this kind of conversation, right? And people don't need to shy away from having the money conversation either because I think people are ashamed or like scared to not know everything and it's like guys it's okay it's okay if you don't know everything I don't know everything either so it's learning where to get information and like who you can talk to about the information that is going to get you where you want to be but it's not just going to be like oh you're wealthy overnight not usually usually it's you had to put in a ton of work and a ton of effort and a ton of focus in order to accomplish your dreams or else are they really dreams? No, it's just like something we thought we might do, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It's been it's been a big learning curve for myself as well. Uh, just switching industries and really focusing on what people are passionate about. And I don't know about you, but I've noticed a big change over the last couple of years from people going, I just want to be comfortable to people going, I got to get this figured out. Like, we got to we got to make some changes here, you know, and I'm excited for what's next. I'm excited to see the people come out of this uh, era of the world and be stronger and be more sharp mentally and more focused on where they're going. And mm. I think when we band together like this, doing podcasts and collaborating and getting each other's information out there, then you're going to help somebody.
1: Oh, absolutely. You don't yeah. know who it is. Like that's so. Cool. It's. It, I mean, it's, it's our the the age that we're in, and the way that information travels, and you know, everyone can have a voice with the podcast, right? And it's yeah. just, it's like, it's it's easier than you think. And 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 for those of you that are out there, they're like, well, I can't do a podcast. I promise you, there's something that you could talk about that's going to interest another person. Whether it's going to be one, and if one person's going to be interested, there's you have a market. There's other people in the nation or in the world that would be interested in hearing about what you have expertise in. I don't care if you're a plumber. Right, you could come on. You could talk about it. People would probably there would be people that would listen. So, you'd be surprised.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. What do you wish you learned earlier in your entrepreneurship journey?
1: Oh man, Um,
0: (laughs) I know it's such a hard one.
1: It's a good one though. So, I so I got a I I got a story. Um, when when I first started, and you know, I, I talked about when I first started, and I friggin' you know, crushed it. And I I made, I, you know, I made the uh, top age in the company. Well, I ended up leaving that company. I went to another company, uh, another captive company, worked there for a while. And um, the commissions were just really, really low. And it was a little bit of a grind. And then um, I got introduced to uh, a, a a brokerage, uh, an independence brokerage, independent, reached out to me about being going independent. And I was like, I don't know. I didn't know anything about anything with kind to interest. I really didn't know much. That's what we do. And so, um, so I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Like, and then they start talking about like mortgage protection policies and like all this stuff and like leads and and mailers. And I'm like, holy crap, you guys have pieces of mail that you pay for or people are interested. I'd never worked off leads. I was like, this is bananas. So, um, started working there, did okay. Didn't do great. I, I did okay. I was like, I was, I was performing better than most, but for what I put, my potential was, it wasn't that great. And, um, and I left there, I went to another brokerage, which recruited me based off of leads because they had more leads and that leads started to dry up and I started to become very dependent on leads. And, and, uh, they were like, Hey, we got these other leads and they're like, you can get as many as you want in any area, blah, blah. So, His Facebook leads, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And they're cheaper too. So, um, started testing them out, made the switch. And, um, and when I first got there, it was the end of 2018. This is basically almost a year after when I started. So I'd been in the industry for about a year and, um, I wasn't doing very well. You know, I was doing, Mm -hmm. I was making like three sales, maybe a month. You know it was pretty bad, actually. that was
0: my first year too. I was like, and, I'm really not good at this
1: <laughs> yeah I, I i I declined from when I started to where I was at, I declined, and I started getting worse and um, you know, I, I reached out to this top producer that was in the company at the time the come was in, and he was crushing it, and he was doing like ten thousand annual premium, twenty thousand annual premium a week, just crushing wow. it, yeah. Just consistently, and I'm like, this guy's, this guy's bananas. Yeah. So I reach out to him. I'm You're like, yo, bro. Money. Yeah, I'm like, yo, bro. I, I, I what, what leads are you using? How you doing? What you doing? And, and he was like, he, he gave me some tips and some pointers. We talked on the phone maybe 15 minutes. And he was like, well, where you live? And I told him I was like, yeah, hey, I'm outside Dallas. He's like, oh, he's like, I run leads in Dallas. He's like, every, every three to four weeks, I fly out, I run business for a weekend, but I buy leads. I, I pay for mailers out there and i just have them accumulate over three four weeks and then i fly out and run them mm. next time i'm out there i'll come i'll hit you up and i was like yeah that's fine Yeah, that's fine so um a couple of weeks later this is november november 2018 saturday before thanksgiving i was out at a dinner party with my girlfriend at the time and uh, she was at a friendsgiving we're out at this place called happiest hour having dinner with all of her, it was all of her friends. I don't even know any of them. And he gives me a call. He's like, "Hey, man, are you are, are you available? Are you out?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude. I'm out in Dallas. What are you doing?" He was like, "I'm on Fort Worth side. I just got done with my last appointment. I want to see if you wanted to link up and like have a drink." So I was like, "Hell yeah." Yeah, man, jump, dr- drive all over here, man. So he drives from Fort Worth all the way to Dallas, gets there, arrives, and then him and I start talking, and we end up kind of splitting off from the group and doing our own thing. So then we leave there and we go to, mm-hmm. we go to this place downtown in Deep Ellum called Series Pizza, which is like the best pizza by the slice spot in Dallas for anyone listening. You gotta go if you have if you haven't been, or if you are in Dallas, then you know what I'm talking about. So we are sitting down at Series Pizza, <clears throat> and we get a slice, and we've got beer, and we're sitting there talking. And so I'm like, hey, how'd you do? How was, how was, uh, how are your appointments? You know? And I'm trying to dig in and find out, like, I want to see if I can get some, some, uh, some help, some sales help from this guy. And, uh, he was like, oh man, it's a great weekend. Really. He was like, dude, I always try to cram as much as I can. Cause any years coming.' and yeah, I, I this is my last appointment I just finished. Um, ended the, ended my trip with 36,000 and I was like 36,000 for the month. He's like no, for the last two days. That was his weekend. Sold wow. thirty six thousand of issue paid. Simplified issue, all approved, life business, like that it was is... all approved. It was for, simplified issue. You. Like
0: for anyone who doesn't know what kind of income that would pay, it would pay a lot of money. That's and he's and he's money.
1: a high he was a high commission level. So yeah. he probably he probably walked away with a lot, probably close to forty thousand.
0: Yeah,
1: from that weekend. So. Yeah. I was like, I literally was like, "What in the fuck are you doing?
0: What am I not doing right?" And I was like,
1: "Dude, <laughs> right. you're this is this is my backyard. You don't right. even live here. Like, I can't even do three thousand dollars in a month barely, and you're doing thirty six thousand dollars in a weekend. Give me the secret sauce, bro. The what are you? Come on, man. It, like, what are you doing? You know." And he just he's very calm, and he looks at me, and he's like, "He's like, hey, hey Greg, uh, let me ask you some questions." And see, you know, see how I can help. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. He said, well, how are you, how's your leads been? How's your, how's your leads? You know, are you buying leads? And I was like, yeah, 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 I bought leads. I uh, bought, I bought some leads last week. You know, and um, so you're buying leads every week? And I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get a return on my leads to make sure I can like pay for future leads. And so, you know, I just got some leads last week. I've been calling them. I just made a sale. I'm waiting for the commission. It was a buy some more leads. Blah, blah blah. He was like, okay, okay. How's your dials? Are you how's your how's your dial days? Are you doing the amount of dials you need to do? Are you locking down your dial days and only dialing? I was like, you know, I'm dialing like every day. You know, I'm dialing at the morning, down in the evening, down in the afternoon. I'm trying to find the best time to like contact these people, depending upon you know them. He's like, okay, that makes sense. He's like, how about appointments? You know, how how many appointments are you setting? And I was like, uh, well, last week I saw I set three. And I sold one, so uh, but I only sat with one. You know, there are two no showed. Mm. He's like, okay, all right. He's like, well, how about training? You're to Are you going to the weekly trainings every week? And I was like, you know, man, I've been I've been in insurance for about a year. Like most of the stuff, I've already know. Um, and for something I don't know, I definitely attend. You know, they they did a training on this thing called an IUL the other day. I don't even know what the hell that is, but that's awesome. I didn't know we could do that. Mm-hmm. You know. And he was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> and he stops and he looks at me. He's like, "Greg, bro, I know what your problem is." And I was like, "What?" And he leans in, looks me square into my eyeballs, and he's like, "Greg, you think you're special, and you're not." And I was like, "This motherfucker right here, you know, because <laughs> like I I got an ego. You, you know, know me? Know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm like I'm a I'm a I'm a freaking snowflake. Like I'm a special person, you know." Yeah. And I I, I bet I, I, in my mind, I've already, I've deployed twice. I've led soldiers in combat. I got two bronze star medals, like uh, as an officer to become an officer in the United States army. Like it's a very unique, like less than 1% of the entire population of the history of the United States has ever been become an officer. Right. Mm. So I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm the top 1%, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. I am special. And, but he was right. He was right. I saw, and so what I what I wish I had known, what I learned then, and it took me a while to l- uh, realize, is there is no ego in business. And um, everybody has to do the fundamentals. And that's what he did is he asked me questions that had to do with the fundamentals. Am I investing in myself, leads? Am I investing in myself? And he says, hey, I invest in myself every single week. It forces me to work the leads that I got from the previous week their proper way Mm -hmm. and satisfy all of them? Because I know I'm investing with more than next week. I have to, it forces my action. Am I doing the dials? Am I doing the activity? Am I controlling my schedule? Am I doing the daily activity in order to generate the amount of appointments I need to do? Am I controlling my schedule and generating the amount of appointments I am? Right? Am I going to training? I don't care how good you are. You should be going to training in your company every single day, week, whatever they have. Because the second that you think I know it, you will get an ego and you will start going backwards. Mm -hmm. You will. And it's happened to me every single time. It's happened to me every single time. And the second you think like, oh, no, I'm good. You're not good. You're Mm -hmm. not good. Your yeah. ego's kicking in, and and you're and you're going into a rut. And the only difference between a rut and a grave is the depth of the hole. Yeah. Period. So and true. so, um, he was talking about these fundamentals, basically, of sales and uh, and of our business. And um, he told me he's like, dude, I'm not special either. No one's special. He's like, the reason I can produce what I can produce, I go to training every single time. He's like, because I can learn something from everybody. Even if I know the topic, there's something I can take away. Mm-hmm. There's something I can learn, and that's being that's being humble. That's humility. Totally. That's being coachable and teachable. You know, I invest in myself. I control my schedule. He's like, dude, t- next Thursday is Thanksgiving. That's a dial day for me. Do you think I'm going to be dialing on that day to call families and set appointments for Friday and Saturday? Yes. He's like, that's. He's like, dude, this is a fucking business. Yeah. This isn't a hobby. This is numbers. my job. He's like, and guess what? Everybody's off, everybody's home, and that means people are going to answer the phones. And I'm going to use that to my advantage. Be like, yeah, they're going to be like, you're working today. And I'm like, yeah, poor me. Like, my, my boss is making me work. He's like, he doesn't know. Like, I got myself, you know, but I'm going to set all these appointments, right? And he's like, how many people do you think are going to be like, nope, it's Thanksgiving. I got family time. I'm going to spend time with my family but I'm also going to take care of my business. I'm going to do that first, right? Um, He's like, those people, they're not succeeding like they want to succeed because they're not willing to do the actions necessary and the activity necessary to get where they want to get. He's like, I want to get where I want to get. And then the last thing he does is show me his goals. He said, the last thing is that I have a goal. I write out my goals and I see it all the time. And he had written out his goal and he had said, this is his first year in the industry. It was in 2018. And he was like, I want to write $400,000 of issue paid production my first year. And he wrote it out,
0: Mine's on, on my a piece cell phone.
1: There you go. You That's it. powerful. That's just powerful. All day, and he every was like day. And he showed it to me. He was like, "I see this every time I look at my phone and it reminds yes. me that I got work to do." Yep. He was like, and I, I put it out in the universe. And and um that year he sold 650,000. And so he he shot over his goal. He did he did way more. Now, I went home that night and I was like, I was all these ideas and just swim in my head. And I was like, you know what? F it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow. I'm going to, if anything, I'll be able to look at him and say, dude, you're so wrong. Right. I'm going to prove him wrong. Or I'm going to prove him right. Either way, I'm going to friggin', I'm going to come back and have a great conversation. Right. I'll win anyways. Yeah. I'm going to win it anyway. So, so I went home and I took out two pieces of paper and I wrote, I'm going to write $400,000 of production in Netplace production in 2019. And I wrote on two pieces of paper. I put one on the wall next to my bed and I put one on the fridge in my, in my kitchen. I take a picture of one. I put it as my screensaver on my phone, on my lock screen and then my home screen. So I saw it all the time. Now in 2018, I sold about $75,000 worth of issue paid production, made about $60,000 between all four companies that I was in. In 2019, I was in one company. I sold 425,000 of issue paid production. I, sh- I beat my goal, which I wanted to do 400. And I just focused on the fundamentals that he told me. Yeah. I took my ego out of it. I went to every training, invested in leads every week. I controlled my schedule. I did the activity. I did the dials. And I set my goal and I saw it all the time. That's and crazy. I was the same person. There was nothing different between me from 2018 to 2019, except for I got humbled. I got smacked down a little bit. And I was told, Follow the fundamentals, stop trying to recreate the system. And yes. that's it. People system. try to recreate the system for ego because they they think that they're special, they think that they can skirt the system, they think they can do, oh, I'm gonna find another way. You're not gonna find another way. There is no other way to become an entrepreneur. It's just doing the work. Yeah. Right. That's it.
0: Yeah. It's so funny because when I, I sit here and I go, I hope every single one of my teammates listens to this audio because it's the same thing. And when like, you're going into training people, A, in our business, you're 100% commission. And it's yep. like, if I can't teach someone how to make money, they're going to leave. Yeah. Right? So I have to yeah, make we gotta make. Good. We got to get
1: them to make money as quick as possible.
0: Oh, like, like today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or they quit, which I don't blame them, right? If they see the vision, they get the license, they get in the field, they're doing stuff. Awesome. But if you can't get them paid, then they will never stick around and they'll never believe that they can actually make money. And I don't know, it was, I had a lot of ups and downs, but 2018 was my year to shine. And I lost hundred pounds that year. I quadrupled the size of my business, doubled my income, but it was like night and day with my happiness levels and my energy. And I was like, this is way better, <laughs> right? I quit my site job and I was like, fuck it. I'm never doing that again. Like you could not pay me enough money to go back And work as a heavy equipment operator, driving here to here, here to here, here to here. I was like, it is numbing my brain. But you know what I did do? I listened to a whole bunch of personal development books. Yeah. 12 hours a day. Holy cow. I listened to Rich Dad, Poor Dad probably 800 times. You know, like John Maxwell books. I was listening to Darren Hardy. I, I downloaded, actually downloaded at my Let's podcast, put them on a flash drive, took them with me took a dry erase marker, and would draw on the the hull truck window so that when I parked my hull truck, I could write it in my notebook. And I was just putting it in, putting it in, putting that positive mentality in my head. And you were talking about that earlier of staying positive and just focusing your mind on what you're trying to accomplish. And then all of a sudden, boom, you can actually do it. And you can quit your job and you can go, okay, I'm going to make this happen. And then there's people who are gonna talk shit to you and go, oh Elena, you'll be back, you'll miss the money. And I just go, watch me. And they're like, you have such an amazing life. I'm like, yeah, I earned that. <laughs> I worked my ass off. Of course I yeah. earned that. And it's it's cool though, because then when you're living that lifestyle, you're actually giving people hope and like inspiring them to try and do something different because. They see that you had the courage to do it. And if they know you and you were able to win, then they now believe that they could potentially win. Mm. And that's the ripple effect. So when you take on your own personal excellence, like Andy Frisella talks about, and that's what the pursuit of relentless is, is going out and trying to be your best every single day. I just sit there and I go, okay, if I failed yesterday, who cares? What did I learn? How did I grow? What can I do better today to better myself, better my business, better my relationships? You know, and I feel like when you're really focused on where you're going and like you have that mental clarity, it helps you so much in the long run because (laughs) even though you're gonna hit dips in the road or those hard times, you're also gonna have those super highs. Right, where you're on fire, you're the best, it's awesome. Yeah, I was that person too, all the number one trophies, right? But I sit there and I go, I was number one then. And <laughs> when was the last time I got a number one trophy? Ooh, too long ago, right? And so I look at that and it motivates me to stay humble and stay hungry and to continue to run the numbers and to continue to talk about it and to continue to grow. And this week alone, one of my uh, new advisors, he just got licensed like a month ago. He's like, I'll come for a walk with you in the morning. And I was like, perfect. So I can get up I can do my reading, have some water, go for a walk, seven o'clock in the morning. Good to go in the office by nine. You know, like there's no better way to keep yourself accountable <laughs> than to have a buddy. <laughs> yeah. My husband's like, Going out again, like on time. Good job, honey. I'm like, yeah, I got this. And it just has brought me a whole new energy just because I have someone to be more accountable to, someone who wants to run alongside me as well. You know, yeah. I think that's really cool because, especially when you're in business, you got to have that one who's like a million times ahead of you, like Angela Bradford. I'm going to have her on the show again. You know, I'm sure you know Angela.
1: i I've, yeah, I've met her.
0: I love that woman she was my second guest ever on my podcast and i'm going to have her back again to teach what she's learned cuz she went from just zero to hero like she's almost over like 350 grand a year and that's just like compounding and compounding and i'm like girl like she'll she'll hit half a million this year at least you know and i sit there and i watch her and sometimes she calls me on the floor crying going i can't stand up right now but I'm still gonna look for the fact that my legs work and I can use them. And I'm like Angela, thank you for being amazing.
1: You know, because... yeah. Her and, I, her and I recorded together. She's awesome. Oh, She's
0: awesome. Had her so on my good. podcast. Yeah, she just inspires me every day. So there's people out there like that, and I'm sure you have a whole bunch of people that you're like, these people changed my life, and they probably don't even know who they are, but. I think it's cool when you can at least put it out there and be like, "Hey, Andy, I sent you an email. <laughs> like, uh, told you my story. It's in your email. Just go check it because it changed my life." And I'm, I'm telling you, this last year, if I didn't do live hard, oh my goodness, where would I be mentally, physically, emotionally? I don't know.
1: Yeah. But I know. Yeah. I finished. I finished live hard for the first time in November. End of November. Me too. Me too. Um, yeah, it
0: was nuts, man. Yeah. and I'm like well I was
1: I was on live hard when we were at when we were at the Arte event
0: oh really I yeah. had just finished uh in October
1: yeah I I was I was actually at the start of it I had just started on like October 30th no way so I was like a few days less <laughs> than 10 yes. days in yeah. yeah
0: trying to eat clean
1: yeah everything I was just like grilled chicken everywhere I went grilled chicken and broccoli Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, it was, that was, an, that was interesting. I got that to was good, beans that was, it was a good time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, meal preps yesterday. It was perfect. Made some soup and yeah, it was good. Anyways, being prepared is a big deal as well, but we got to wrap it up here. So any advice yeah. that you would give someone who's new starting out in business, who's like, I think I should probably try something new. Um, yeah. What advice would you give them?
1: Um, Time's your ally. Yeah. Time's your ally. Um, Just, just, be patient. Okay. And just keep moving forward. Things will happen. Mm -hmm. Change always comes. So if it starts off, if it's bad, just know that that's bad. That's typical for all entrepreneurs starting off. Keep at it. The change will come. The night is always darkest before the dawn Mm -hmm. and the dawn's coming. So the good times are coming. You just, you just cannot quit. You can't stop. So Massive use problem. use time as your ally and don't expect to have this massive success. And ever no matter what level of success you're at, right? If you're a brand new agent and you're looking at me, I, you know, I, I, I started my own IMO Delta Financial, right? And you're looking at me and you're like, man, I want to be there. Yeah, but you know where I'm at? I'm looking at like even bigger IMOs. I'm like, I want to be there. I'm frustrated too. So like, no matter what level you're at, you're always looking to like get to the next level. Yeah. And what got you here won't get you there. So I'm always trying to learn and level up and grow and do new things. Uh, in order to take the organization to the next level and to take me to the next level and see like there's things I'm doing this year. For instance, I'm speaking on um, 8% Nation stage. So I'll be on stage as a keynote speaker where last year they had Ed Milet, right? And I get to speak with like big names of people, which is awesome for me. Like that was a big Mm -hmm. goal of mine. And so now I'll finally get to do it. And um, like, I want to start speaking on even more stages. I want to grow my podcast. And then I also want to grow my company. So there's all these things we're trying to do. And it's just one foot in front of the other. Sometimes just keep going. Don't stop. And, uh,
0: the best word of advice that I got was you've never been the person you are today. Yeah. Like when you come up with these new things that you're challenged with, it's like, yeah, but you've never been this good. Like you're better today than you were yesterday because you're practicing.
1: And so another another way to say that is you never step in the same river twice. Yeah, because the water, the water is always flowing and changing. And you're a different person when you stepped in the second time, because yeah. you changed you develop you, you know, you're you're a different person. Mm-hmm. And so um, for those of you that are listening, okay, um, I get a lot of because I'm big into fitness. I love I love working out. And I and, and we didn't talk much about mindset when I mean, we kind of did. But um, the my other piece of advice is um, start physical fitness. Okay, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. You don't have to go to the gym, and you don't have to be a, a bodybuilder or weight lift weights all the time like like I do, um, which I don't. I'm not a bodybuilder, but you know, it's, I wanted to be for a while. But if you just get physical, and the the power of physical fitness really does change your mindset drastically, and it helps. There's a study out there with the British Sports uh, Medicine that showed it did three control groups. It did a control group of pe- all people that had mild to moderate depression. And they couldn't, they, they um, um, treated them, one control group was with medication, second control group was with medication and exercise, third control group was just exercise. And what they found is that in the metadata, there, there was literally no difference between exercise exercise the medication exercise and medication. Okay. So exercise was just as powerful for getting rid of depression as medication. Here's where the study actually gets even more interesting is they, they went and they continued to look at these people further on down the line to see who had relapses, Mm -hmm. who fell off and actually had to bounce a depression in the future. And with the, with the, all three of the, uh, groups, the first group, the one that did medication, about a 38% people had relapse where they had another bout of depression come in. The group that was depression, that was medication and exercise, wasn't much better. It was like 31%. The group that did just exercise, significantly better. It was like 8%. Mm-hmm. So, just to show you that exercise can give you sustained health and happiness. It helps with depression and they it actually help people to create better habits. And mm-hmm. so I'm big on fitness and I get a lot of people that always, because I talk a lot about fitness, uh, um, I've been, I do 75 hard all the time. I'm actually in the transformation, the first form transformation challenge oh, right now. Yeah. And uh, I get a lot of people reaching out to me that's like, dude, what's your diet? What's your exercise plan? Blah, blah, blah. And I don't have time to answer everybody. I'd love to, but I'd love to help you. Okay. But I'm I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not a search by post trainer and I'm not a dietitian, Mm -hmm. but I'll tell you what it is that I'm doing. So what I did instead, I said, you know what, I'm just going to create like a little video series of training that I kind of break down all of my physical fitness for others. Mm -hmm. So that you, if you want to look at, I want to, I want to be healthier. I want to get this information. You know, it's free to you. Okay. Just go to my website. It's www.deltafinanciallife.com slash Go there, you sign up, you get access to a basically, um, I I provide all the videos. It's eight videos that where I break down diet, what diets I do, why I do them. And I talk about the science behind it and like how I got into it and what I've learned from it. I talk about mindset. I talk about, um, you know, if you're a beginner and you're starting off beginning exercise, intermediate exercise, expert exercise, I go for workout plans, all kinds of stuff. There's a bunch of like the uh, downloadable PDFs that could help you uh, along your journey. If you're interested in it and you want to get healthier and happier in 2023, go use it. It's a free resource. Mm -hmm. I just want to help provide, you know, information to everybody out there. So that's
0: why I think your shirt Is perfect because you say we aren't we ain't the same, right? And no one's the same. It's the people who are sitting there going, "Hey, I'm gonna do what I can to give back to you, so that you can go win, anyways." And I think that that is the most noble and best way to run a business um, out there is value add. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, That's what I'm here for. I'll tag your social media and your website in the show notes. So if you guys want to get more access to Greg, please make sure to reach out to him. He's doing great things on social media, by the way, like high five.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you. I
0: love it. You're doing some great stuff on there. And I'm like, I got to up my game (laughs) for sure.
1: I spent a lot of time making reels.
0: I will do it. I promise I will do it. It's a new thing that I'm going to try out this year is um, like video content. Because Ed and Andy always say, "Do something you're not currently doing next year," and well, we introduced YouTube in the last couple of months, and nice, it's uh, it's it's interesting. Got my website all revamped and like looks good. My book got published, and I'm just like, all right.
1: Oh, so yeah, I wrote my first book too. I just finished it last yeah. year. So, I haven't published it yet. I'm working with publishers. I'm just trying to see, I'm trying to get a publishing deal, honestly, um, versus doing self publishing. So, I'm working with publishers right now to try to see if I can get a publishing deal. So, okay, well,
0: if you need help with that, reach out. I have some contacts for you. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, would love to, actually, I would love to. Shout out to Demyla, uh in Arate. She's the one who hooked me up with all of the stuff to write my book. So, um, Demila is a really good contact to reach out to as well. Okay. Her last name is Bernie. Um, but I'll have her on the show as well to talk about publishing books and whatnot, because I learned a ton and, uh, there is a whole nother ball game. (laughs) It totally is. is. Yeah. Anyways, we are out of time. So thank you again for being on the show. I know people got a ton of value out of today. And if you guys want to give back, uh, follow the show, share it with a friend, make sure that you get Greg some access to, uh, your content as well, right? Reach out to him and get on that email list that I know is coming. Um so yeah, until next time. That is the pursuit of relentless. Sign you.